the hoes are still alive. Playoff hoes. Yes. The Packers kept their playoff hoes alive this week. They did great things. The Chiefs got penalized ten times by a ref that has a blatant bias. <laughs> All things that we're going to get into this week. Uh, Lots you, to look forward to. If you haven't seen the meme yet, uh, you can go check it out on our Twitter page. We did retweet it. Um, a news station around the Green Bay area <clears throat> made a small spelling error and uh, mentioned that the Packers kept their playoff hose alive. Unfortunate typo. Great meme. Yeah. We love it. Super excited for it. Um, everything swung Green Bay's way that needed to this week. Can they get another week of good fortune? You know, it's really not that far-fetched anymore to imagine that, obviously, we got to win out. That's the hardest thing, as we've been saying. But Seattle's only got to lose one more. They play you guys this week. I mean, please help. Um, And then you got, yeah, it's not likely the Giants are going to fall below us because they got to lose all three now. But the Commanders, they got two tough opponents left. It's going to be good. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be real hard for the Packers to stay on track this week. Got the Dolphins coming up. Uh, Dolphins are struggling as of late, but they still got a high-powered offense. You guys are still going to have to try to stay with them and keep your offense rolling. How you feeling? Before we get into last week's matchup, how you feeling coming into this week? I think it's going to be high scoring. I will say that. I think, you know, this last game against the Rams we just watched, it felt like, I don't know, it might just be me, but that game just kind of flew by. There was a lot of running and stuff going on, so not a lot of passing downs. Really not a whole lot of drives in the game. And, uh, yeah, I'm thinking this is going to be a little bit longer game. It's also... On Christmas Day, it'd be a fun time to watch. Everyone's just hanging out, relaxing. and uh, Everybody but Packers fans. I doubt they'll be relaxing. Well, depends on how you describe relaxing. I guess so. Um, yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know. You guys had a couple um, costly mistakes against the Rams. Oh, yeah. Uh, Miami is... Obviously a better team than the Rams are this year. Uh, so you can't afford to have those mistakes. Have Aaron Rodgers throw a very strange interception. You don't see him throw very often. He just, um, you know, sailed a ball. Happens. Uh, yeah, you, you guys got to clean up the turnovers, much like the Chiefs. And you guys got to play four quarters of sound football because that's a good team down there in Miami. Yeah, and I still think that's probably our easiest of the last three left, considering after that it's Minnesota, and then after that it's the Red Hot Lions. The only good news out of that is our last two ones are at home. This one in Miami, that's honestly what scares me more than anything, is Aaron Rodgers doesn't play good in Florida, never has. Um, So there's that to look forward to, but we'll see. I think it's going to be a shootout. Hopefully, Christian Watson, Romeo get a lot of plays going. A lot of touchdowns. Fantasy playoffs. What fantasy playoffs? I mean, I'm still alive. I know you're not alive in our league, though. 
Yes, actually, I am. How did you make the playoffs? I was the sixth seed. Oh, boy. You barely snuck in there, eh? Yes, sir. Well, good for you. I am not alive in the fantasy playoffs. I didn't make the playoffs in any of my three leagues, so I just stopped watching my teams, especially when, you know, Saturday Jonathan Taylor got hurt, and I went, well, I wasn't in the playoffs anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, my other league, that league actually looked a lot more promising. Um, a lot better team, had a lot more wins, didn't just sneak in. And, uh, yeah, I got royally screwed there. Stefan Diggs didn't do anything. Really, my whole team didn't do much of anything besides Jalen Hurts. And that's kind Who of... might been... not play this week. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, we're already dead over there, so it's no big deal. Well, take us into to last week's Packers game. Let, let me know how you thought you did against Baker Mayfield and the Rams. I mean, it was like you said. We definitely had some miscues. It wasn't a pretty game. Yeah, we might have won by two scores, but honestly, it really didn't feel that way, and I didn't feel real comfortable till really close to the end, especially after what Baker did the week prior. Um, but... And we held it out. It was just Romeo, him coming back. That was a nice spark. Got him the ball early. A couple more times. Did great. That was the first time since week two we've had our entire receiving core together. I mean, outside of Sammy Watkins, who we cut on game day at about 2 a.m. My man lives on the IR. Yeah, I mean... He hasn't really done anything great for us this year. I know we talked about it before the season a little bit. Thought there was maybe a chance, but no. There's nothing there that set keep him. We got our wide receivers back and healthy now, so he could go on and let these younger guys play a little more. But uh, I was really hoping Christian would have went off. He was my one... Would have been saving grace. I needed him to score 30. Oh, oh small numbers. In, in the other league. Um, he didn't get that even close. He That was his first game in six weeks that he didn't get a touchdown. So that was kind of unfortunate to see, but it is what it is. Can't get him involved all the time. And I mean, Jalen Ramsey was on him the entire game pretty much. So I can't really complain. Ramsey is dog shit, though. I mean, this he's, year. he's still a good cover corner. And for a rookie who's not necessarily known for route running, it's just all he has is speed, so he couldn't really get that nice release that Devontae Adams has killed Jalen Ramsey with the past couple of years with us. But it is what it is. We got the win over a struggling Rams team led by Baker Mayfield. I'm going to take it, though, because a win's a win. Seattle lost, like I said. Got to lose this week, hopefully. And a couple other things here and there with Commanders. Really just us winning out is the biggest thing I'm scared of because I can see everything else happening pretty well. It helps that when we come into our Week 18 game against Detroit, 
I will say if we are on a winning streak until that Detroit game, I bet we get the Sunday night slot because that game's going to determine who the seventh seed is if everything else happens. It'll be a hell of a game. And uh, where would the seventh seed go if they made the playoffs? I mean, it just kind of depends. But uh, right now it would be uh, San Francisco. Currently. Yeah. There's a strong chance, though, that you could also be going up against the Minnesota Vikings again. I would much rather go up against the Vikings than the San Francisco 49ers because that is who I view as the scariest team out of the NFC this year. And No faith in the Eagles? I mean, the Eagles are good. They got a really good offense. It's They can score quick and stuff. But, dude, this defense that the 49ers have right now, I mean, it was great when you guys played them in the Super Bowl, and I don't even think that defense touches what they have going on there this year. They do have a great defense that we put 40 points on. That was a, a fun time. That was an anomaly. Sure. But outside of that, since that game, they have been That's what everybody really says when streaking. the Chiefs throw up 40 points on somebody. That was an anomaly. You okay. know, just like the Bucks, who also have a top-five defense that we also put 40 points up on. Yeah, but... That's the box. Oh, so so now now it matters. With the box, I mean, yeah. They got a good defense. You're talking about good defenses. Hey, we beat the Bucks too. I think that was our highest scoring game coming into like week nine. Week nine. Week nine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You did beat the Bucks, but uh, yeah. I'm just saying the the Chiefs have put up 40 on two of the league's best defenses they this have. year. And I will give them that. But since they've been on this hot streak, they seem to get even better come towards the end. I think there's a good chance you could see a repeat of the 18 Super Bowl. Right? 2018? That was like the season leading the, up The to... Rams and the Patriots? No. Was that what 2018 was? Was it really? Well, that was the 2018 season. Was the Rams and the Patriots? Jared Goff led Rams. Yeah, I mean I follow low low scoring Super Bowl, horrible to watch. I thought it was the one you guys won. That that would have been the 2019 season. Okay, close enough. Anyways, yeah, I could uh, I could see that happening again for sure. That'd be a fun one to watch. On a happy note, this was the first time we've won back to back games since week three. So keep your head held high. And, and hope that you guys can continue rolling. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see. I mean, like I said. You got a big test this week. Yeah, and it, we. it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough sledding, even if we do make it to the playoffs. Man. How about uh, <laughs> how about the Chiefs? Why, why, why did they have to scare you all like that this week? Why, why are they doing that, especially two weeks in a row? Well, I think there was a lot of factors that played into it. Um, there's quite a few things to get into with it. Number one would be um, the NFL officiating. Now, Chiefs fans complain about officiating a lot because, you know, if you watch the games, we do get fucked a lot. But let's just look at not just the Chiefs game. This was one of the best weekends in football in a long time. There were so many great games played. Why is NFL officiating, not just in the Chiefs games, such a huge issue after this weekend? 
there there was so many great games played. We should not be sitting here talking about how bad the officials are. Right. You had a horrible no call of pass interference in the Sunday night game. Yep. Obvious, blatant pass interference. In the exact same game, you have Terry McLaurin checking to make sure he's lined up right. Ref tells him scoot up. He scoots up. Checks again. Ref says you're good. As soon as the ball snapped, ref throws the flag. Yeah. He wasn't lined up correctly. That one right there, especially because there's video evidence of it. Right. Where you can see him check. Ref says scoot up. He scoots up. Checks again. Ref gives him the thumbs up and then immediately throws the flag. What are you doing? Fixing the game. And that's another thing. You know, I, I saw a tweet after this weekend that said one of one of these two things is happening. Either the NFL is rigged or a multi-billion dollar franchise has very poor officiating that they do not care about. Which one's worse? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. I, I, I've been... Hey, it's an entertainment business. Yeah. Anyways... To go back to the Chiefs game, um, we, as I mentioned last week, we pulled Carl Cheffers, same ref that we booed for 60 minutes straight in Arrowhead. We made him go through puberty trying to make calls because he was scared for his life. And, uh, you know, we started off Sunday. He did a little mic check down in Houston, immediately got booed by Chiefs fans, as he should. And uh, the booing didn't stop there. As we get into the second half of the game and every single third down the Chiefs defense got to, there was a flag thrown on the play. It didn't matter. You could almost set your watch to it on third down. It would be an incomplete pass every third down, and every third down, here comes the laundry. Yep. You've got pass interference. Pretty weak. You've got illegal contact. How many times do you hear that get called in a game? Rarely. Yeah. It, it happens. It yeah. does. But you don't hear it called that often. We got it called on us like three different times on the same drive. Because they they were just flag happy. Carl Sheffers wanted his moment in the spotlight. There's you got been, it. There has been two games this season that the Chiefs have been penalized double digits. Ten times. Both games, Carl Sheffers was the ref. Some things are no longer coincidence. Yeah, no shit. You know, when, when does it stop be, being coincidence and start being causation and correlation? Because every time we pull this man as a ref, we get a lot more flags than we normally do. Yep. Because I, I believe they flashed a stat at one point on Sunday that the Chiefs are like the third or third in, third in the league for least penalized teams. Yep. So why are we getting 10 flags when this man refs us? Mm-hmm. It's kind of suspicious. At this point, I think it's obvious he has a bias against us, and I really don't think he should be allowed on any more Chiefs games. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'm sure with some unfortunate happening, we'll you'll, get him in another big game, and he'll fuck us. And, I was going to say, I bet you'll have him in a playoff game this year. Uh, I hope not. Um, you know, the last time we had him in a playoff game, he fucked us in that one too, and we lost it, and that's when you got the uh, Travis Kelsey quote in the locker room. Him saying that uh, he shouldn't be aware, allowed to wear a zebra jersey anymore. He shouldn't even be allowed to work in a fucking footlocker. Yep. Same quote about the same ref. Yeah. So hopefully we don't pull him in the playoffs. So that's one of the issues that the Chiefs were having on Sunday is they they were playing two teams, the refs and the Texans. Um, 
issue number two, they hit nine straight games, an awful stat, nine straight games with a turnover on offense. This time it was not caused by Patrick Mahomes. It was Isaiah Pacheco running into a lineman, ball squirts out of his arms. He did what he was supposed to do. He had the ball covered with both arms. Unfortunately, when you run into somebody, that ball's got to go somewhere, and it went straight down. Yep, it happens. Happens, you know, I forgave that one. The second fumble, I was a lot less forgiving of because it wasn't a fumble. Did you? I'm sure you watched the, the Chiefs game. Yes. Did you think that that was a fumble, the Juju play? Because it was close. they showed it over and over again while they were reviewing it, right? Juju had possession of the ball. Juju was running up the field. He got hit. The ball came loose, but Juju had his hand on that ball all the way to the ground. The ball was loose, yes, but he had the ball in his hand all the way to the ground. Hits the ground, ball comes out. They overturn the play, rule it a fumble. Also, on the same play, giving Jarek McKinnon a blindside block when they were looking eye-to-eye with each other. Yeah, that one was... How is it a blindside block if you're staring each other in the face? That one was another one of the egregious calls. Yeah. Just ridiculous. So, yeah, the the second fumble, I don't fully fault the Chiefs for. They got fucked on that deal. Um, But, yeah, when you give even the worst teams, Denver, the Texans, when you give them short fields and they only have to go 30 yards to score... More than likely, it's going to happen. Right. It's when you make them work for 70, 80 yards at a time. What do you know? Their drive stall out at midfield because they can only go 20 to 30 yards at a time. Yep. And, you know, that's the problem we had with Denver. We returned the ball over, giving them short fields. Same thing with the Texans. We gave them short fields. They were able to capitalize, go score. The Chiefs, their their defense isn't the kind to go get the ball. They're not. We don't have any ball hawks. We don't have people punching the ball out. And that's fine. But we have to be, we can't be both. We can't be a team that doesn't take away the ball and also a team that gives away the ball constantly. Right. I believe the Chiefs are currently uh, third from last in the league in turnover differential. Nice. The two teams that are worse than us are the Texans and the Colts. Hmm. Yeah. That's... It's insane that the Chiefs have as many wins as they do with a stat like that because that stat normally tells you who wins and loses a ball game. Right. You know, you look at the Jacksonville game. We had three turnovers, and we won that game by 16 points. You look at the Denver game. We had three turnovers. We win that game. We had two turnovers last week. We win that game. Like, the Chiefs are getting lucky getting away with turning the ball over and still winning games. That's something they got to tighten up. I'm sure they will. You know, Coach Reed's good about that. Mahomes obviously didn't throw any picks this week. He came out, had a historic showing, the highest completion percentage of any quarterback in NFL history on 40 pass attempts, had a hot streak. He is currently sitting at 20 completed passes in a row. That's where he starts this week. If he completes his first five passes, he will tie the record for most completed passes in a row. So that's pretty neat. Yep. Uh, yeah. Big day for Mahomes, though. 36-41. Five incompletions. Uh, 88%, I believe, was the completion percentage. Had Bad. two touchdowns. 
just a casual day at the office for him, you know, put up 300 yards again. And it's crazy because in the fourth quarter, they, they showed the yardage between the Texans and the Chiefs. The Chiefs had three times the amount of yards that the Texans had, and the game was tied. Yeah. that That's just an insane stat. That just shows you how much those turnovers really hurt. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a 300-yard game yet this entire season. Interesting. Very interesting. Mahomes has a couple. One or two. Isn't he averaging over that? Uh, He's averaging, I believe, about 330.8 yards per game. Roughly. Uh, So, yeah, that was the the second thing that hurt us. And then um, the kicking woes came back this week with a vengeance. You have Butker missing an extra point and then for some unknown reason at the or during overtime or no we punted in overtime sorry at the end of regulation we go down and try a 51 yard field goal with Butker which I don't know about the rest of Chiefs Kingdom but when they he trotted out on the field I had zero faith that he was going to put that through the uprights there was something about there was something about Sunday that just he was not on no and um, I'm not sure if you saw uh, our old punter joined in on the fun. Dustin Colquitt put his thoughts out there, said that uh, it's not Butker's fault that he was missing on Sunday. If you look at the first kick he missed, the laces were pointed towards the sidelines, which was very true. And on the 51-yarder that he missed, at the last second, you can see Tommy kind of pull the ball towards him, and that's what made the ball go right. And that's what Dustin points out. To which Tommy puts his own tweet out and says, you know, Coach Reed preaches this all the time. Don't listen to the people outside of the building. They have no clue what they're talking about. Yeah, but in this case, this man was in the building for 14 years, and I think he might know what he's talking about. Yeah, I'm with I'll give you. I'll give you that, you know, Colquitt's such a, a huge part of what the Chiefs were for so long. I'm sure it would have taken... 10 seconds for him to be able to get in the building and then go sit down with Tommy and tell him this. Yeah. He probably could have done it a better way, but also what he's saying is true Oh yeah, and you can see it. So like maybe don't blow it off as people outside the building don't know what they're talking about because well, he does. Mm -hmm. He he did it for 14 years and he was a pro bowler almost every year. Yeah. He's pretty good at what he does. A little bit. Yeah. And then, uh, even to double down on that, Colquitt went on 810 Sports yesterday or Monday. I think it was yesterday. And he mentioned that when the Chiefs brought him in last season, um, you know, they signed him to the practice squad for a little bit. He said that he was kind of trying to help Tommy with holding and, you know, was trying to help him with where the laces need to be for right-footed kickers how you need to hold the ball, you know, certain things. And he said that he felt like his knowledge was basically falling on deaf ears and Tommy kind of had to had a no, I'm going to do it my way style of thinking. And he was like, you know, that's unfortunate because I really was just trying to help him. He's like, I have no resentment towards him. I'm not mad that he took my job. He's like, I did it for 14 years. And you know, I was, I was good at what I did. I was just trying to impart some knowledge on him, and it seemed like he didn't want the help. Yep. So, yeah, that was the other reason why the Chiefs 
struggled on Sunday. Um, yeah, you know, we're not playing grade A football right now. I'm hoping that they can start this week and kind of start getting hot working in towards the playoffs because I can tell you if we're going to finish out the season with one-score games with teams we shouldn't be in one-score games with, there's going to be a lot of Chiefs fans sweating come playoff time when it's time to play the big dogs. For sure. Buffalo, Cincinnati, Miami. Yep. Doesn't matter. We're going to be playing some more high-powered offenses that if you give them short fields, they're going to make you pay, and then they can also make you pay from 70. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, the the Chiefs had their struggles this week. Same boat as you. A win is a win. Sometimes they're not pretty. Chiefs got it done. Advanced to 11-3 and three on the season. Wrap up the AFC West for a seventh straight time. Tied for second longest streak in the league with the 96 Rams, 76 Rams. One of those two years. They, they tied it up with the Rams. Um, still got a few more years to go to catch uh, New England. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, still cool that, you know, we've wrapped up the AFC West that many times. What's even more impressive than uh, the Chiefs winning seven straight AFC championships, it, you know, is the Chargers winning seven straight AFC preseason championships because every year they pick the Chargers to win the division and every year the Chiefs win the division. It Crazy happens. how that happens. Happens. Um, you know, you had Kyle Brandt on Good Morning Football at the beginning of the season showing his AFC West rankings being Chargers 1, Broncos 2, Raiders 3, Chiefs 4. Not, Not even close, case. bud. Not the case. Not even close. Uh, you had the Raiders right at 3. Good job. I will say I think the Chargers going to be kind of a force to be reckoned with come playoff time now that they're getting healthy. Yeah, the, the Chargers look to be a good team. Everybody's getting healthy at the right time. They're playing good ball. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. They're oh, playing good boy. ball at the right time. Um, yeah, the, they're, they've got their full complement of wide receivers back, and it's obviously showing for them. Uh, they also were in a one-score game with a team I didn't think they should be in a one-score game with, with the Titans. The Titans are going to win their division just because of the division they're in. But Your boys uh, are coming, though. They're, they're coming on strong. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but, yeah, I, I feel like the Chargers were better than being that close to Tennessee. Tennessee's kind of fallen off here down the stretch. That's the only reason I say that. They're still a good team. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I think the Chargers are going to be a good team, though, and they're definitely going to try to make a playoff push here. Yeah, for sure. You know, there's something I don't realize very often because we're in the playoffs quite often. I feel like I pay a lot more attention to other teams on years that the Packers are not doing so well. I wonder why that is. I don't know. Probably because you're tired of watching a struggling team. Yeah. I, I Trust me, I had several years of this. I know how it is. Yeah. Well, with that... Uh, we can go around the league if you'd like to pull the games up for this week. Oh, I reckon I could do that. I can tell you before you get them pulled up who the first game of the week was, though, on Saturday. You had uh, a stunner at halftime. Colts leading the Vikings 33-0. to Nobody knew what was happening. The Colts' defense was playing outrageous football. And then by the end of the game, nobody knew what was happening when it was tied 36-36 to going into overtime. You had the, the Colts losing it in overtime. And now Matt Ryan owns the 
largest comeback against him in the Super Bowl in Super Bowl history. He has the largest comeback against him in an inter- international game. He has the largest comeback against him in an NFC Championship game. And he also now owns the largest comeback against him in NFL history in the regular season. Wow, what a life that man is living. I I mean, does he need to be put on suicide watch? Like, this is this poor guy. I, I think he does because I don't know if you saw the news today. Big Dick Nick Foles will be making the start for the Indianapolis Colts this week. Matt Ryan's got to be done, right? Like you there's think, there's no this, way you, he comes back again, right? Is this where quarterbacks are going to die all yes. of a sudden? I mean, Philip Rivers began the. I mean, I guess if you really want to say Andrew Luck began the fall, but uh, it's rough. You know how many quarterbacks they've gone through since Andrew Luck? A lot. I believe with Nick Foles making the start, they will be up to nine quarterbacks since Andrew Luck retired. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty insane. They need to draft Will Levis this year. We'll That'd be good. S- we'll see. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, anyways, you did kind of skip over our 49ers Seahawks Thursday night game. Oh, that's because of how important it was. Yeah, the 49ers wrapped up their division. It was very important. Not was surprising. Seahawks losing for us. Needed that. Not surprising, though, that the 49ers wrapped, their, uh, wrapped up their division. Uh, Brock Purdy looked good again. Everyone around the NFL is now anointing him Jesus, apparently, because he plays for a really good team where all he had to do was step in. It's almost like you might say he's a uh, system quarterback, maybe. Yeah, he, he got put into the perfect spot. I mean, since, you know, the the guy that can get you there but can't win it, Jimmy G, he he runs that offense and looks like a god, and wouldn't you know his backup can step right in and do the exact same thing. It's almost like they're built to do that. Yeah, I, I will say I do think they got a little extra, like, pep in their step with Purdy back there. I mean, I don't know if it's just the hype around it and they're all feeding off of it or what, but I dig it. He's killing it. Purdy Are you boy. also anointing him Jesus of the NFL? Well, no, but I, I do think he's going to be their quarterback of the future. I really do. Um, going to a nice divisional game. We got Tyler Huntley's Ravens getting schwacked by Deshaun Watson's Browns. Yeah, what a game, huh? Hey, all right, let's take it. I, I need the Browns to keep this streak going because that's uh, one of the teams Washington plays, so that that would help. Gotcha. I have a hard time rooting for the Rapists, so go any team playing the Browns. Go any team's defense playing the Browns. That's fine. The Browns can still win as long as Deshaun Watson gets his head taken off in a game. Miles Garrett can take care of the rest. Sure. Uh had a exciting one on Saturday night. Dolphins and Bills. Very close game. Up Some in the more cold. questionable officiating. Absolutely. Uh, you had the end of the game, tie game, not much time left. Buffalo's probably out of field goal range at their own 45. Snow coming down heavy. And Allen just lofts one up down the sidelines knowing what's going to happen. And I love that in the slow-mo that they replayed right after, right as the defender is making contact with the receiver, you can see the flag already falling into view. That that really tells you how much the ref knew what was also also knew what was going to happen as before the defender even made contact, he said, Yeah, there's pass interference here. 
And wouldn't you know it, that puts spot foul puts Buffalo 20 yards away from a field goal and winning the game. Yep. Killing it. it. Yeah. Got everyone out there sweeping the field for them. Yeah. No towels, though. No towels, but you can use your hands and your feet. That's right. And then uh, how about a surprisingly exciting one between the Eagles and the Bears? Close one. Uh, We got Jalen Hurts getting hurt, so that's kind of... Hurts, don't it? Yeah. It's kind of sketchy. I'm kind of glad I'm out of the playoffs already Mm because otherwise that would really cripple my team. Nick Sirianni has refused to rule him out, though, for this weekend. So that could be interesting. Uh, I don't know that, you know, if I already had a playoff spot locked up, that I'd be willing to risk the health of my number one quarterback just to win a game against the Cowboys. But that's just me. Yeah. And no, really. I mean, yeah, you can. You don't even have to. I'm kind of shocked. I guess, yeah, you got Sam Fran that could still take the top spot from him, but the Vikings, they ain't going to take it from him. But anyways, yeah, I don't understand either. I don't think he should play this weekend. I mean, playoffs are coming. You guys are looking hot. You're going to have a home game at least. Just let him sit for a minute. Yeah. Be all right. That would be the smart thing to do. And you got Gardner Minshew. Come on. He's got the stash going on. I think mostly what there's – I think – my thought process on it is uh, Sirianni is trying to keep him in the MVP race because I'm not, I don't recall if I told you or not um, from 20 minutes before the news broke about Jalen hurts injury on Monday, there was a huge swing in Las Vegas with odds. So the Eagles went from being one and a half point favorites over the Cowboys to all of a sudden the Cowboys are four-and-a-half-point favorites over the Eagles. And then also, Jalen Hurts was at minus 150 in the MVP race, Patrick Mahomes at plus 150. And within five minutes, that changes to Patrick Mahomes minus 150, Jalen Hurts plus 300. Because Las Vegas knew before the news was announced that Jalen Hurts was hurt. So I think that Sirian is trying to keep him in the MVP race by letting him play because, it, as I mentioned last week, it's a narrative award, and if you don't play every game and your team... If he were to not play this week and they were to go out and beat the Cowboys, that's a bad look for your MVP case. Very bad. So I think that's what's happening here. For sure. Um, moving on, we have another really tight one between the Red Hot Lions Barely squeaking it out over the Jets, led by Zach Wilson. Yeah, poor Mike White. I know. He he comes in, he's hot, he gets hurt. He'll figure it out one of these years. Yeah, it's it's not good. Yeah, poor the guy. the Lions are playing some real good football. They're they're really trying to push and make it into the playoffs. Wouldn't that be something? Hey, I uh, figure it's a good ki- good time to bring it up. Both of our. Uh, Dark Horse teams are making possible playoff pushes and looking hot at the right time. Yes, they are. We do know something. Something. Sometimes. Then we got uh, the old Steelers taking out the Panthers at home. How do you feel about that? Mitch Trubisky getting that win, knocking off the red-hot Panthers. Uh, Yeah, so you telling me that is all I care to really talk about that game, mostly because that's between two teams that 
aren't going to make the playoffs, and I could care less about either team. Uh, great job, Steelers and Bitch Trubisky getting a win. Yeah. Huh. Sorry, Mitch. My bad. Oh, no, nah, that's fine. Got the Falcons playing the Saints. Um, seemed kind of a hot take today. Taysom Hill should be QB1 in New Orleans. Mm, I would disagree. I, Why not? I think I think they play well with how they do it now where they just work him in sometimes as a quarterback. It just seems like every time he is in, he kills it. But we've seen him as a starter, and he doesn't play lights out all the time. No, That's he doesn't. That's the thing. Uh, I think he's better in a uh, every now and then kind of role as a quarterback. Yeah, you're probably right. It's just fun to think about. Um, moving on to your dark horse, Jaguars, a last-second win in overtime over the Cowboys. A little pick-six action? Hey, the Cowboys are always going to Cowboy. There, I was in a group chat for my other fantasy league. They were talking about it. They're like, the Cowboys are really going to be a scary team come playoffs they're looking hot at the right time i was like yeah i don't know about that and they're like are you watching the game i was like yeah left it go and uh what do you know 17 point comeback here comes trevor lawrence going and beating him down and making the cowboys cowboy they they're they're making a strong case that they could uh compete that's for sure yeah for sure um how about this really exciting game? Got uh, the Broncos hitting a win on the Cardinals. Yeah, barn burner. Yeah, uh, they 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 had an offensive explosion again against the Cardinals. I think the Chiefs really showed them how they can play. Uh, yeah, they they popped off for what was it? Twenty seven total. Twenty four. Oh my bad, I went way too high. Hey, gave them too much. Only the second time this year they've made it. With that many points. Yeah. Uh, good for them. You know, they got to win. There's still no chance of them doing anything this year or next year. So, No. Not anytime soon. Ooh. Then we have quite possibly one of the craziest endings in a game. Let me just stop you right there. Dumbest endings in a game. I Continue. Mean, that is a lock. I mean, it, crazy is up there with other plays. But dumbest, yes. I mean, you were tied. The, really, the first lateral wasn't terrible. Wasn't good. Wasn't a good choice. But it wasn't bad. It, it wasn't, wasn't horrible. Because you threw over. it to your player. Yeah. That's, that's the important part. It was the second lateral where you just said, you know what, fuck it. And launched it straight to a Raiders player. That's where you. That's where you lost it. You had Mac Jones back there. That's the only Patriot you had back there, and you try to throw it to him. Why? Where's he gonna go? Instead, you throw it straight to Chandler Jones, who dribbles Mac Jones off the turf and runs it back to end the game. Beautiful, brilliant decision making. I guarantee you Bill Belichick smacked every player in the face on their way into the locker room. I can't eat. And when I seen that, that's the first thing I thought of. I was what in the world? I can only imagine what Bill Belichick is doing right now about this. Just flabbergasted. But you know, in his press conference, all he said was, it was a great, it was a uh, tough game. We played hard. Uh, We made some mistakes there at the end. 
He is the most terrible person to watch in a post-game press conference. Who do they play next week? Um, Doesn't matter. We're on to New York. (laughs) Had to finish up his press conference, you know, in his voice. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Anyways, you already mentioned the Titans and Chargers game, so we'll zip on by. Next, we got the Bengals coming out looking real luggish against Tom Brady. And Tom Brady and the Bucks are just on fire looking like a wonderful football team. And and then they turned the ball over four times in the second half. Yeah, then they were done. Yep. I mean, even worse than the Chiefs done a couple weeks ago. Chill, bro. Hey, that's true. Chill. But, yeah, Bengals come rumbling back, get another win over the somehow still in the playoffs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Look at their division. That's how they're still in the playoffs. Yeah, I know. And it's... Their whole division's a dump. Their division is what the NFC East was last year. You know, it really makes you wonder what, just because of everything that's been going on this year, the possible scripting, he sneaks into the playoffs like this. And then gets dominated first round. No, and takes them to the Super Bowl. I can see the storyline now. It ain't going to happen. No, but you can't tell me that you can't see the NFL pulling off some bullshit like that. I'm sure they'll try. They could definitely try. But they're going to get throttled first round of the playoffs. Anyways. Mostly because I'm pretty sure they're probably going to have to play Dallas. Now, that is Dallas's kryptonite, but... It really is, though, and that's the scary thing, because you get them to actually have some momentum. Uh, wow. Yeah, they've got some great momentum right now. Four well, turnovers in one half. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm going to just shut down every argument you have for him. Moving on to Sunday night, then. FTB. We got the Giants... Beating the Commandos, like you were saying, with the... Uh, Very questionable calls. Yeah. Super questionable. But... My man's getting mugged in the end zone. Throwing hands in the end zone. No flags. Hey, I, I was actually well okay with it, though, because the Commanders got a tougher schedule looking out than you the You were Giants only okay do. with it because they didn't tie again. <laughs> and it was a very good possibility there for a minute, and I was very worried. <laughs> And they brought it up just like we did last week. Ten full quarters, no Two winner. Two ties in a season has never happened. And it almost did twice. Two different games. Yep. With Dallas and Jacksonville. Very interesting things going on. But that will uh, round out, because we've already talked about Rams and Packers. That'll round out week 15. What do we got in the primetime games for week 16? Well, we got what should be an exciting one. We got the Jets playing the Jags tomorrow night. Two exciting teams to watch right now. Obviously, the Jets' defense is crazy. Um, Mike White still shouldn't play, but I heard he's still trying to find a doctor to clear him. So, you never know what could happen there. Obviously, you got Trevor Lawrence and the Jags coming in. I'm really excited to watch this because I haven't really got to watch the Jaguars much this year. So, If I would have told you at the beginning of the season that you'd be excited to watch the Jets versus the Jaguars, you would have told me I'm crazy. I absolutely would have told you you were crazy. And look at us now. What a season it's been. Um, Saturday night in the 
Christmas classic that they just pulled out of their ass and yeah, made yeah. some huge deal yeah. out of. It's a Christmas classic. It's never happened before, and we don't care about either team. I guarantee you that. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what the whole deal was. I don't know if the NFL maybe even tried to pull some shit off here because, yeah, we got this classic game coming up. They just randomly start hyping up, and uh, boom. Did you see who died this morning? Yep. Franco Harris. Are, are you trying to really hype this game up because of some guy dying? Like, come on now. Like, this almost looks bad. Just out of nowhere. It makes no sense why they're making this huge deal out of it all of a sudden. But, uh, yeah, that's what we have Saturday night. The Raiders and Steelers. Yeehaw. Go Steelers. Fuck the Raiders. Yeah, that's fine, too. Uh, Sunday, I mean... They're all kind of considered primetime games. And I can kind of double tap into mine. We got Packers going to play the Dolphins down in Miami. Going to be a tough one, but be a good test to see if we are worth a shot to go in and win these next two divisional games at home. Um, Because obviously if we lose, that shuts everything down right there. We'll, We'll get to see Jordan Love play, I'm sure, but... Doubt it. Yeah. We'll just have to wait and see. That's what we got Sunday at noon on Merry Christmas. On Merry Christmas? Yes. Okay. Then we move into the 3.30 slot. Man, aren't you excited for this game? The Rams versus the Broncos? I've never been more excited to watch two awful offenses play each other and two great defenses go against those awful offenses. Yeah. I'm going to guess that the final score of that one is 6-3. Nope. I was going to say 3-9. Three to two. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, we're well, gonna we're gonna have a little baseball score on Sunday. I really wonder if maybe a little scoregami. I was gonna say, I wonder if that's a scoregami. I'm sure it is. It's an odd one. Trivia question: Did you know that there's a possible way to score one point in a game that does not include an extra point? There is no way to score one point in a there game. There is. There is not. You can. It's just that improbable. I. It was read out because it almost happened two years ago, and I read the entire deal on it. So. If you go and try and go for two points, two-point conversion, Mm -hmm. and you fumble it and get a safety, it's one point. Fumble it and get a safety. Not not fumble. If you just get a safety. So you'd have to fall back 98 yards for a safety. You get one point. The other team would get one point. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's how they'd get that one point gotcha yeah so as i was saying there's no way to get one point in the very NFL. improbable but it is possible yeah uh, kevin garnett yeah anything is possible we'll move on okay sunday night another really exciting one on christmas the cardinals playing against the buccaneers colt mccoy playing against tom brady who cares Hey. Unfortunately, I think Tom Brady's going to win that. Just I think he's going to win. Cardinals one, finally. are so awful. So and awful. they're on their third string quarterback. Yeah, I I do think the Bucks they really should escape this one with something, but uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, you, you <laughs> never know. Uh, Monday night, as you had mentioned, we got Nick Foles going Big to play Nick. the L.A. Chargers. Should be a close one. No, probably not. Chargers by 20? As much as you don't want it to happen? Colts by three. Okay. Good luck. I feel bad. It's not likely. But in a year where it we have It is probable, seen, though. 
Isn't that what you were just saying? Yes. Any given Sunday, baby. Hey, that was that uh, is sorry, exactly what I was Monday. Yeah. Whatever. Any giving game this year, it, that is one thing I have learned is anyone can beat anyone. It is still the NFL this year. The parody. Yep, it still happens. Anytime. Yep, and we mentioned that the Chiefs do play the Seahawks on Saturday at noon, Christmas Eve. Uh, should be good fun. I believe it's going to be about one degree, or sorry, six degrees at kickoff and about 12 degrees, balmy 12 degrees when the game finishes up. Should be a fun one. Uh, hopefully the Chiefs can go out and handle business and maybe, just maybe one time, maybe playing a team that we should beat maybe we won't have a close game and i won't have to think about going to ask my doctor for blood pressure medication after the game yeah um you never know maybe uh i'll have to get you something if you guys can help us out this week be nice you gotta be a chief's owner though like because i'm a packers owner so it has meaning behind it yeah the chiefs aren't that desperate so they aren't gonna do that hey it is what it is well, with that, we wrap up another week. As always, you can follow us on our socials on Twitter and Instagram. We are Cheese in Arrows. Facebook, we're Cheeseheads and Arrowheads. You can also email us your thoughts on the show or any hot takes you have to cheeseandarrows22 at gmail.com. Logan, we'll see you next week. Merry Christmas to all. And to all a good night. Yum, 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 yum. For fuck's sake.